Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm your host, Kira Holly, and I work at the West Midlands Group. In today's episode, I caught up with Dr. Danny Roberts, a Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development veterinarian who is based in Albany. We had a chat over Zoom about the benefits of weaning at 12 to 14 weeks for both lambs and ewes. Research has shown that weaning at 12 to 14 weeks after the beginning of lambing can boost lamb and new productivity and survival rates heading into a potentially dry summer. Today, Dr. Danny will break down how you can get the most out of weaning. Before we get into it, here's a little bit about our guest. Since joining Deep Herd in 1982, Danny has worked as a veterinary officer based in Mora, Narragin, Katanning and Albany. His focus has been on production and diseases issues in livestock located in the high, medium and low rainfall zones of the agricultural regions of WA. Since moving to Albany seven years ago, Danny has developed and conducted research on a range of projects, including capacity building and validation of integrated parasite management in prime lambs in WA. Now, before we hear from today's guest, I'd just like to say the information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on information provided in this podcast. Right, let's get into the fun part. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the show. How are you going? Nice to meet you. <laughs> So tell me, what are the key benefits of weaning at 12 to 14 weeks for both the lamb and the ewe? For the lambs, it's uh, really important that we um, you try and capture as much weight gain um, before the pasture quality starts to decline in September or when the pasture starts to flower because what happens is the lamb growth rates start to slow down after that. So if you don't capture what when the feed is good quality, unless you've got lucerne or something else like that, the, the, it's very hard to capture it. So the first thing is to try and get about 85% of your growth target. For example, if you're in prime lambs and you're trying to get a 44-kilogram animal off, you're trying to get 85% of that 44-kilogram animal off before mid-October because your growth rates just slow down after that and it's just impossible to get the weights so that's where weaning comes important. If you uh, weaning is good for the lamb because it, you can uh, you give it an effective drench and worms slow growth rates down. And also, if you require selenium or cobalt for maintaining the growth rate of those lambs in spring, then you got to do it before the spring flush comes along. So if you're lambing in May, weaning in uh, or lambing in say June, for example then weaning in uh, September is required, which is your 12, 14 weeks after the start of lambing. That allows you to give the lamb a vaccination, the second vaccination. It gives you selenium cobalt to those lambs if you require it. And the lamb then gets an effective drench. It's taken off its mother. It's taken off the paddock, which is pretty contaminated with worms. And ideally, you put on a paddock that is less contaminated with worms and that the um, lamb will then keep growing. If you don't do that, particularly on the worm side of things, the worms will start sneaking growth rate off the lamb. So it won't grow as fast if you leave it on the mother. The longer you leave it on the mother, the less you lose. So what happens is it's a cumulative effect and you're maybe two kilograms lighter than you thought you were going to be because if you weaned earlier, you could have done that. The second part of that equation is that lambs really need as much legume in there at this time in September as part of their diet. So Putting a paddock on with a very good legume content and if it's grasses, grasses don't cause um, grass seed damage to the animals, then their growth rates are better. 
for the land than if you just left them on the mother. And the third part to that is that the mother then gets a spell and she needs to regain condition score, at least to be condition score three by um, mating, say that June lambing, then by January she needs to be condition score three. And if the season cuts out short or, or whatever, you, you, you've got more flexibility getting that condition score on that ewe than by taking the lamb off. So that, that's the main reasons for weaning at 12 to 14 weeks. What can producers expect to see if, if they aren't lambing at that 12 to 14 week mark? If you leave it later than, say, 14 weeks, uh, 16 to 18 weeks, then you don't have any tools in your toolkit to actually regain what you've potentially lost. What factors should farmers consider before weaning at these times to get those potential benefits? They really need to know what their effective drench is on their, uh, for the lambs. Because if you've got drench resistance on your property, using a drench um, using a drench is not effective. Those lambs will be as wormy in three or four weeks' time than if you didn't drench. So that's the, that's the first thing. Um, so they need to know. If they don't know that, they really need to know the drench they're using. And we're recommending a, uh, the absolute minimum would be a combination drench and uh, a moxidectin combination drench to give to those lambs. Unless you're really certain that, say, in Winnegard, which has moxidectin in it, the moxidectin component is, is 98% greater effective, then you might have to consider giving a combination drench with moxidectin would be a better choice. That's the first thing. The second thing is that you can only do things that you can control. So, you know, give the vaccination at the second vaccination. Connected to that is your selenium cobalt. And the third thing is to... Look at where which paddocks these animals are going on to. You got to think about it. So you might have to prepare these paddocks a month ago. It's not these paddocks being worm free. It's just been paddocks being maybe worm less wormy than than if you left them the use the the use with their mothers. So it's something you have to think about in order to achieve the best growth rates in those lambs. What about in terms of having paddocks with a recommended feed on offer in order to get the best results? This uh, At this time of year, September, October, when most of this weaning is going to be done or late August if it's really early lambing, food tends to be adequate, as in um, 1,500 kilograms or more. And the growth rates are adequate at that stage too. What you don't want to do is put animals onto a paddock that has, say, 1,500 foo, and then the grazing pressure is so great that the lambs eat into that food bank and don't grow as much. So... Every if you can keep animal if you can keep your food around about two thousand foo that maximises the intake of the uh, lamb. But what's happening is that in October, while the energy and, and crude protein levels are going back down slowly, uh, September October, what's changing the most is the uh, fibre content of the plant, and it's going up rapidly. And fibre content determines the dry matter intake of these lambs. So in the beginning of October, it might be two percent of their uh, two point eight, nine percent of their um, their intake is. By the end of October, it's down to two percent because of the fibre content. The energy content of the pastures and the crude protein levels haven't dropped dramatically by that stage. So that's where the legume comes in because they don't go, they're, they're slower. They don't go off, if you like. Their, their fibre content is not as rapidly increasing as um, grasses. So food is generally not an issue. It's quality at this time of year, at that time of year. Are there any downsides or risks to weaning lambs at, at the 12 to 14 weeks? 
No, there's all positives. The, the, downside, the downside is that uh, there need to be at least four weeks after um, marking or lamb marking is finished to give the lamb um, a time to recover and, and maybe six weeks if you've got mules in going on with merino lambs. So that's, I guess, if you're planning to wean at this age and you used to wean later, then you need to get your lamb marking in order to allow this to occur. The the other thing is by about 12, 14 weeks, the weight of all the lambs tend to be more than adequate to sustain weaning. What, and, and what weight would that be, a rough The weight? absolute minimum is, nine to, is 10 kilograms. Okay. The absolute minimum. And so that's when people keep talking about early weaning, so earlier than 12 weeks of age. It's harder to do that because, one, the lambs aren't as heavy, all the lambs aren't as heavy, and secondly, the um, lamb marking becomes an issue as well because they have to do that really early to, for that to occur. The only downside would be that people don't provide them with good quality pasture. If you can't provide good quality pasture, as in legume dominant, at least 30% legume in the pasture, and ideally ryegrass, ryegrass and capeweed, if you can't provide that, then um, you might have to consider putting them into a confinement pen. Okay. to carry them through in, in dry seasons because mm. what you don't want them is to s- stop growing. Basically, with, for example, the merino, you're going to have to keep that merino growing. It's a different growth curve, but uh, um, but keep that growing, lamb growing right through until six weeks after the break of the season next year mm. for it to ensure its survival. And with merinos, you really need to have almost every single lamb above 20 kgs when the pastures have dried off, November, December, let's say November, those weaners need to be at least 20 kilograms in that in every lamb because that determines the survival rate of those lambs through the, the summer. Is it a similar situation for other breeds such as pole dorsets, white suffix, crossies? That's what we see a lot of up here. Is it a similar scenario for those sheep? Generally, they're off by about 28 weeks after the start of lambing, so most of them would have been gone by December. And so it, it, it's even more important to capture as much of the growth before the quality becomes an issue in the pasture. So how much of an improvement in weight gain can producers expect to see if they do wean at the 12 to 14-week mark instead of waiting? It's not necessarily about weight improvement in weight gain. It, it's, it's preventing the loss of weight that you should have got by not doing it. If you're talking about prime lambs, it would be around about, say, a couple of kilograms. So if you've got a worm, if they've got a worm burden that's quite significant and it's growing all the time and and you say, oh, I won't wean until 16 or 21 weeks after the start of lambing because it's prime lambs hard to wean or whatever reason, then what you've done is foregone most probably a couple of kilograms in weight on the average lamb going through there uh, because the worms have slowly taken away, edged away the, um, the from the growth rates. That would have started way back in um, um, from lamb marking time, particularly for grazing wormy pastures. So so that's a cumulative effect over a long, quite a period of time. And the only way you can stop that is by weaning and giving an effective drench. So you're reducing the negative impacts of a heavy worm burden on those lambs? Yep. Taking them off early enough... If you only got three or the U might be only condition score two to two and a half, you know, say two at that stage, she needs to get a whole condition score by, uh, say, November. She'll need all of six weeks, eight weeks to actually do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
even though you can put her on a, a grassy pasture or on a not such a good paddock that uh, for the lambs, she still need a period of time to actually uh, to consolidate her weight um, for mating time, and um, and you can't hurry that up because again she's facing the same thing as the lamb. The quality of the feed's going down, so therefore, as the crude fibre goes up, she can't eat as much as she can as as uh, the week beforehand. So so you've got to give her sufficient time to get the condition score up as well. So are there numbers on the improvement of lamb and ewe survival rates? Yes, there are. Basically, um, our recommendation from Merinos is once they once you get to uh, once they start losing weight, which is most probably December, then we would like them to keep growing. We don't want them to lose weight, so they should be fed lupins. So they grow uh, slowly at fifty grams per month. That will ensure there's high survival rates over summer and right through until sufficient until until green next year. And so long as it's a slow growth rate, even that little. 18 kilogram weaner will survive. You only need to get them up to 30 kgs and then you can look at maybe maintenance feeding after that to mm. survive the summer. So it's all part of a process. It's not stop-start. The weaning's part of the process to ensure that they maximise the growth rates and that then leads on to that they have more fat in their bodies, the marina lamb, at Parashishness in December. That leads on to more survival. That's sort of how it goes because the ones that die mostly in summertime will be the animals that are the lightest in the group. The highest portion of deaths will come from that and that they die because they don't have much fat, no fat in their preserves in their body. So it's all about setting up fat reserves for the marina weaner in summer for its survival rate. But you still have to feed so that they grow slowly to not use those fat reserves up. So you're improving their health overall to give them a better chance. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and see, part of that would be then to say, well, you gave a drench then and then you would be giving another drench in early December, another effective drench to these wean lambs to take out worms for the summer. Everything has a role, a timing to do, but the whole purpose of it is to ensure that the lamb doesn't go backwards. Do growers need to have improved paddocks for them to meet the legume recommendations that you were talking about earlier or is it something that unimproved pastures can handle? I, I, there's two parts to that. The, the legume is always going to out, it's the best feed, whether it's cerradella or clover, you know, a, a legume-based pasture. And as I said, it needs to be 30% legume minimum, ideally say 50%. This is for wean lambs. Mm. Um, but the other thing is uh, uh, grass seed damage uh, uh, um, for carcasses and um, and or just grass seeds generally, you know, like which may slow their grazing ability. So apart from annual ryegrass, which is um, probably the best ryegrass, uh, best grasses out there, you've got the others um, that either have poor quality like silver grass, or they have horns which stick into these animals and weeds. If you can avoid paddocks with high content of that may potentially cause them to get their, eventually get their carcass damaged or just a lot of grass seeds and wool, that's better for the lamb and the lamb is more sensitive to that than the ewe. Is there anything else that producers should consider or know about before they start weaning this year? It's not that common for people to wean prime lambs at 12, 14 weeks of age. A lot of people wait, they sell straight off their mothers, but that's usually at 18, 20, 22 weeks of age. They've lost a couple of kilograms, 
But that comes with a lot of caveats. You know, you can do that properly. You've got paddocks prepared for it. Um, that's this thing. Because if you haven't, then it becomes a bit of a mess on farms because lambs can't be separated properly and things like that. So, or they go into paddocks that you have to do everything right to take advantage of it. Otherwise, uh, you'll never know you lost a couple of kilograms, but that's what you have lost. So you've got to get it right to see the potential benefits. And, and the important part of that is actually doing the weaning at 12, 14 weeks, not waiting too long. What would you say your three golden rules of early weaning are for producers? Well, my first rule is to not call it early weaning. It's recommended time of weaning. Okay. My second rule is to sort of um, I appreciate people have to get things um, sorted out for that to happen if they're not used to doing it on a regular basis in the past. So if you can't do it this year, think about doing it next year. I guess the third third rule is that um, it's very hard to measure the benefit unless you weigh the animals. Mm. And it's very hard for merino animals to measure the benefit unless you weigh the animals, but their benefit is that they have more fat come the end of the season than they would have had if they mm. weren't given the best opportunities. What keeps you interested in farming? Because I actually like the people working with farmers. I like production systems and uh, I'm a vet and I like animal health as well. And it's challenging all the time because really you're dealing as much with the farmer trying to improve the performance of sheep. So um, I, I like that. I like working with farmers. Thanks to Danny Roberts for coming on the show today. If you'd like to get in contact with him, you can find his contact information in today's show notes. So today's key messages. Weaning at 12 to 14 weeks after the start of lambing can boost lamb growth by removing their exposure to paddocks with a potentially heavy worm burden. Ewes also have the opportunity to return to three-point condition score prior to joining if they are not competing for limited feed against lambs. Putting weaned lambs on a paddock with a high legume availability will give them the best chance of gaining weight before the dry months. If you'd like more information on today's topic, you can find some resources in today's show notes. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. We want to know what you want to hear about. In the show notes, you'll be able to find a link titled Podcast Feedback, where you can let us know who you want to hear from, what you want to hear about, and it would just give us a better idea of what you guys are interested in. You can stay in the loop by subscribing so that you know when the next episode drops. And if you like what you're hearing, leave a review. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for some more Paddock Chat, local knowledge from a paddock near you.